You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Bryce. All right, I'm Brandon. I'm Kyle. Also, I'm Davis. All right, and we're uh, we're gonna we're we watch Birds about, of Prey. We, yeah, that that movie. Um, so if you're new to this show, we uh, give about five to ten minutes of non-spoily reviews and uh, tell you if we uh, think you should watch it or not, and then the rest of the show is uh, us spoiling the heck out of it, and then maybe some movie news if we can think of any. Although sometimes it's not spoiling the heck out of it, and we just well sometimes there's not a lot to spoil, you know. That is true. So we might spoil the heck out of it. (laughs) (laughs) No promises. Either way, if you want to go into this movie completely fresh, then don't listen after we say to stop listening. But if you don't care, then yeah, keep listening. All right. So uh, going in, what were your what what were your expectations, and then what did you think, and then your score? So let's see. Going in, what did I think? Um, I didn't really have many expectations at all. Um, I feel like this was out of the whole month of February. This is definitely the one I was most excited to see, mainly because this month just sucks with new movies. Um, but yeah, I think Harley Quinn was definitely the best part of Suicide Squad. So, like, I wasn't going in thinking that it was going to be like Suicide Squad, I guess. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have too many expectations, and at the end of the day, I was happy with it. I mean, I think it was a pretty fun movie. I definitely don't think it was like a phenomenal movie, but you know, if you don't have anything to do on a weekend, you want to see a movie, it's definitely worth watching. So, I'd probably give it like, I don't know, 7 out of 10. So, yeah. Davis? Okay. Uh... Yeah, I kind of agree. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. It was, you know, it was a movie. There wasn't really anything super special about it that I was like, "Oh man, this, this is amazing." They do it such a good job. I was just like, yeah, "This, this is fine. This, you know, makes sense for what's happening, what's going on." But uh, yeah, it didn't seem, didn't seem all that like special to me. Um, I mean, I agree with Kyle. If you're, if you're looking for a movie, if like you just really in the movie watching mood, you could go see this movie. But if you are busy and you're got other stuff going on, you don't like, you can miss this movie. It's not, it's not super important to, to your life that you watch this. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. And I, Kyle, did you give it a seven? Because I'm pretty sure I gave it a seven. Yep, yep. I'm going to give it a seven. That's what I'm talking about. In sync. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went into this with uh, probably higher expectations than I should have. Um, like Kyle said, Harley Quinn was definitely uh, the best part of Suicide Squad. And um, so it had that going for it. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it had it was at a 91% when I checked it before I saw it. And I sent that to you guys. Um, yeah, it, it was a big, big letdown for me. Um, I did not enjoy it, like, really at all. Um, 
there was some fun aspects to it. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it's, I, I I do not recommend you go see this in theaters. I I say wait for it to come out on like a streaming platform. <laughs> Don't waste your time with this movie. Um, like with that said, though, my I think my rating isn't too different from you. I gave it uh, a six point seven five out of ten. Um, and for me, if like if a movie gets that rating, uh, I don't recommend seeing it in theaters. But one thing that I found really odd was when I sent you guys that Rotten Tomatoes score being at a ninety one percent. If you are on Rotten Tomatoes, there's a button that says More Info, and so like right now it's sitting at an eighty two percent. But if you look at the average rating, it like when by clicking more info, it is at a 6.79%. Huh. So I don't know. So I'm pretty sure the the way that Rotten Tomatoes works is when you review a movie on Rotten Tomatoes, you either hit fresh or rotten. Like, I don't think you give it a, I give it a 71%. Like, I think you just recommend or you don't recommend. I think is how it works. Okay. So Um, that's, that's why like, I don't know how it works, but I don't understand the difference between an 82% and a 68%. You know, like, I don't know why they're showing these two different things. And yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time on Rotten Tomatoes. I just was under the impression that the the base 82% that I'm seeing is the average score of all critics, but that does not seem no. to be the case. So I'm pretty sure. And I could be totally wrong. It's very possible I'm wrong. But yeah, I think it's either you recommend or you don't recommend, which means it's either fresh or rotten. And um, as far as Rotten Tomato goes, like when the user sees it, um, it, a movie is fresh until it drops below 60%. So below 60% is when it hits rotten. So when you say you give it a 6.75, you would give it a fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah, 60% is when it goes from fresh to rotten. I feel like there needs to be more variability, but... um, All right, well. Yeah, so I think Rotten Tomatoes uh, skewed my expectations a little bit, and now I know what won't happen yeah. in the future. I never try <laughs> to look at a Rotten Tomatoes score before I see the movie. Like, I don't try and look at any reviews before I see a movie. So yeah, so that um, I don't skew my expectations. Honestly, the only time I look at reviews, if I look at a review um, and I see that a movie is getting like super high, especially super high critic score, I'm like, all right, this is going to be weird and super artsy. So just prepare yourself for that. But that is the because it's score. never any of the movies. Yeah, there's the critics. Well, the audience score. Um, and it's never any of the movies that I walk out of that were like, that was really awesome. Like, I laughed so hard and all that stuff. Like, I thought, honestly, I saw Homies with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley as um, Sherlock Holmes and Watson. And I thought it was ridiculously stupid, but also really funny. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was, it was really funny and I liked it a lot. And it got like a, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, that's just me. I I usually look at ratings because I tend to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Though. 
All right, well, those are those are our non-spoilery opinions. If you guys have anything else you'd like to say, say it now or forever hold your peace. Uh, the movie was fine, and I still think Margot Robbie did a really good job. She no, I I I will not disagree with that. She did a great job. Um, I don't think her acting is the problem with this movie, but. Did she direct it? No, she didn't. No, she no, didn't. She, no. Someone, someone said that they thought that she didn't. That is wrong. I'm looking at that now. I don't but think all right, she's spoilers. Ever the movie, Wait. All right. Nope. On IMDb, it got a six point eight. Yeah. So, so there's that. Which IMDb is, is usually relatively low. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's like right in the middle of all of us. Yeah, but we're usually uh, yeah, higher than. Yeah, we're usually pretty high compared to IMDb. I feel like um, so that feels a little spot on. But all right, spoilers. You guys, you guys ready? Have they had enough time. Close now, or Close press pause now. if you haven't seen it, or if you don't care, keep listening. So, if I were to make um, an analogy to this movie, it it. I, I I feel like they had to have done this on purpose, but I feel like there's so many, um, what's the word, similarities between this and John Wick. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, you know, somebody told me this was like a John Wick spinoff, I believe him. Because <laughs> there was the yeah, whole thing I never where, thought about that, but yeah, that kind of fits. Like, yeah, everyone's trying to kill her, and then they did the whole thing with her dog, or the hyena, sorry. And I was like, this is literally, like, they stole this from John Wick. Or, like, they had to have known that this was such a uh, comparison between John Wick. Yeah. it. Uh, Which I thought was funny if they did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's a, a healthy mix. Well, I, and maybe not healthy. It's just a, a big heaping pot of John Wick and maybe some Deadpool. Um, but I don't think they hit the, the Deadpool mark very well i don't know yeah there were i don't i think some jokes and stuff came off as instead of being really funny sometimes it just kind of came off as annoying or weird i think agreed um so i don't have any specific examples but i think in deadpool a lot of like a lot of it hit a lot of the jokes hit, at least for me, a lot of the jokes were hit and were pretty funny. And a lot of the jokes, I don't know about a lot of the jokes, but a decent amount of the jokes in Birds of Prey, I was just kind of like, huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, oh, my brain recognized, oh, there's a joke there. <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, there was parts that felt like, because obviously everything that's happening is narrated by harley and so like it's one of those things just like the gentleman oh you don't know if everything's happening exactly the way she says it is um but at some points it just felt kind of annoying um like when when she's like going through the police station with the that rubber gun or like not the rubber gun, the gun with rubber bullets or whatever with all the cloud and it's like yeah. yeah and you get through it and then it's just like Wait, hold up. First, I need to tell you some backstory. And um, 
In some ways, I liked that because I think we've all listened to stories from people who are not good storytellers, and then they'll be like, they'll get like midway through it, and then they'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa one second, I need to tell you this so that way this part makes sense, and and then you keep. Oh, I'm exa- that's the only way I tell stories, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I liked it that it was realistic in that sense, but I don't think you want a subpar storyteller telling a movie. I don't. I don't know. I, I I didn't have a problem with that part. I thought that worked fine for me. I don't know. I didn't really think about it. Yeah. Much. All right. Well, I I I thought it was kind of not necessarily hard to follow, but it's just like we're just getting pulled every which way um, to tell this pretty straightforward story. I think one of the things that they might have been doing. I think they might have done that just because they wanted to try to make a very simple story kind of complicated and make you have to think about it just a little bit more. Um, Because this is definitely a very plot-heavy story, and the plot is just insanely simple. And I don't know. I felt like that was the biggest fault of this movie, to be honest. Really, I thought this movie yeah, was I guess like that's true. almost no plot. Like, <laughs> I didn't think of it as a very plot-heavy movie. I was just like, I don't know. No, I thought so. It- I so I let me let me explain. I don't think it's. I think they're depending on a plot for this to tell this movie, and I don't think it's the plot's there. there. This is not a character-driven story at all. I don't feel like it's supposed to be a plot-driven story, and it's the simplest plot ever. I think they tried to make it a character-driven story, like with the introduction of these new superheroes and stuff. Um, and I just like none of the. I feel like none of the stories were all that compelling to listen to, you know. So I was. I think that's where it failed as they were trying to introduce all these characters that people could be like, Oh wow, that's awesome. And that never really happened. Yeah. Yeah. And this definitely isn't a birds of prey movie. I feel like everyone's saying it. It's a Harley Quinn movie. Um, so it's a little weird. Like the, the last 15 minutes is a birds of prey movie, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So that felt a little weird. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a mess to me, and it's hard to to put my finger on the pulse of what exactly went wrong with this movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, usually, it seems like when I walk out of a theater and I didn't like a movie, I can be like, "Yeah, it's because of that and that and that." And I walked out of this movie, and I was like, "It was fine because it was fine." <laughs> <laughs> like there's I don't I don't have a whole lot of specific reasons. I mean there are problems that I had with the movie. Um I did think it was I guess we'll just go into things that we didn't like. There I didn't think it I thought it was super weird when um the songbird lady Canary Black Canary. Canary Black Canary like at the very end she uh they're about to like they're closing in on him and they're everybody's shooting at him and everything and then she just does this like scream thing and they all fly away and i was like okay that's cool 
but also this entire movie we've been sticking to like regular physics not regular but like you know movie physics i guess and we we haven't introduced like nobody has superpowers other than like you can't possibly drink as much as harley quinn did and not die but <laughs> anyway like you um i i think that was just super weird for me to for them to be like oh by the way superpowers exist you know and I, harley, I like mean, harley quinn kind of looks at the camera and is like oh wow i bet you bet you didn't expect that to happen and i was like yeah and i'm kind of mad about it because like she she had that power she could have used it a whole bunch of times i mean i so i disagree with you on that front i think that part they handled it fine because like in the beginning they had her singing she shatters the glass and then like the whole scene with the police officer where she's like you know we both know that you have the same powers as your mom so that like they alluded to it a few times in the movie and like when that happened i I literally knew it was coming like i was waiting for it to happen because like they set it up like at multiple points throughout the movie. Yeah. I, I agree with both of you. I feel like Davis right now. Um, (laughs) they, so I agree with Davis that it felt a little clunky. Um, but they definitely did allude to it. I think Davis's problem, and I'm totally speaking for him right now. Um, and, and my problem with it is that like you had this power, and you're just now deciding to use it why are you exerting like all this like why are you wasting time like beating people up when you could just like scream a little bit and then they'd like fall down and their ears bleed like i don't know it just felt kind of forced and like i was kind of sorry i i I want (laughs) to yeah um i want to like because it because when i knew that she had that power as soon as they introduced her like just from the comics and I was like really shocked going throughout the entire movie and them not utilizing it at all, especially with this being in the same universe as like uh, the, the suicide squad. Like it's not any secret that there's like meta humans or whatever they choose to call them in this universe. Like, I don't know why they just waited till the very end. So, and this is again, why I think it worked for me is because, they showed that like internal debate with her and how she didn't want to be like her mother because her mother was this superhero who used these superpowers and it ended up just getting her killed and left her without a mom. And like, you could tell the whole time that she really did not want to use the powers. And then there's the other aspect to it where if you don't use those powers, like it showed at the end when she used it, she like pretty much passed out. So like she obviously isn't like, you know, it might be something where you have to like build up those muscles or whatever. And like, if she doesn't have it built up at all, or she hasn't been practicing using them, like, I don't think she's going to be able to just use it occasionally to throw a guy away. You know, like, I think they, they set that up just fine. But I guess my problem with it is why doesn't she like, like, sure. Like if it's um, something that she's not practicing and it exerts a lot of her energy to use, but like, I feel like, why wouldn't you use that ability if you're like constantly fighting people? Like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. I I think it was the the whole thing with her mom and how she didn't want to be like her mom. And I think it was the whole thing where, you know, she thinks she can live her life and 
and beat up these guys without having to do that. Like, if you go through a traumatic experience like that as a child, it makes sense that you don't want to be like that or you don't want to use your powers. I uh, had no idea about any of the comics. Like, when I... Afterwards, I remembered... I I remembered hearing that this was basically like kind of a female suicide squad. And... But, like, going into the movie... I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about that at all. And like, it just completely, I basically completely forgot that there were comics and that these are like actual, you know, characters. And so that for me, like I wasn't picking up on any of that because I wasn't paying attention uh, because like, I wasn't expecting a superhero or, you know, Super, I wasn't expecting superpowers because I forgot that I was watching a comic book movie. Like literally a couple times, multiple times actually during the movie, I had to stop myself because things would happen. Um, just th- like when Harley Quinn was fighting people and she was throwing punches and all that stuff and making these giant dudes like flip in the air and stuff. I was like, that's not, I was like, that's not real. And then I was like, wait, okay, I'm watching a comic book movie. It's like, <laughs> of course it's not real. It's never going to be real. Just calm down about it and watch the movie. And I had to do that a couple times for me to just to realize again, like, oh yeah, none of this is supposed to be super realistic. So, yeah. Um, I, I didn't have that problem as much as you did with like, um, like what you said but the the problem i did have with it and like yeah there there needs to be some sort of rules that you set up and follow i feel like even though it is a comic book movie and if you're gonna have like these super um like powerful female characters that can beat up all these guys and then some random cop that's drunk can like handle herself against harley quinn that was just totally unbelievable to me and like really kind of like made me mad watching that. I don't know if you guys felt the same thing about that, but that, that really pissed me off. Well, I felt the same thing about the whole thing. So, you know, yeah, but like, just like you were saying, like there is, it is a comic, it's based off comic books. And so like there, there does have to be some sort of suspension of disbelief. Um, yeah, but, I couldn't I couldn't suspend my disbelief for that cop. That cop really annoyed the crap out of me the entire movie. <laughs> I I did not like. She just felt like I I don't know. I just didn't like her. It was kind of weird. I feel like she lost her accent a couple times. Like she would Oh really? Uh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, I maybe it was just this is just me being nitpicky or something, but I, I did feel like there are a couple of sentences she said where, or like sometimes where it would really be there and sometimes where it wasn't there as much. And I don't know. So as far as like, I think the best part of this movie was definitely the interaction between Harley Quinn and, and the, the little girl. I feel like, yeah, I really enjoyed that part of the movie. And that was the majority of the movie, which is why I came out, positive on this movie um 
but yeah, it was just like the last, you know, half hour when all the like characters got together. Like I really enjoyed Black Canary as a character before she started interacting with all these girls. I feel like her character completely changed. Like the writing behind her character completely changed. And she was just like making it, her like humor was totally different. I felt like, and then, um, oh my gosh, this crossbow killer. It was the most cringy thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I just could not stand <laughs> really? her. It was, like, really, I time... actually liked that part. Oh my god, yeah. I could not stand her I character. Liked it. So literally, <laughs> like a... every time she'd speak, I'm just like, just don't open your mouth. You're way cooler when you don't even talk. Like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually really interesting because, um, I found myself liking her, um her adaptation of the comic book character and not liking uh, Black Mask's uh, adaptation of the character. Um, which is really weird because, like, the reason I like and the reason I dislike are the same for both of those characters. I felt like they didn't... They completely changed Black Mask and um, Huntress. And I thought it was hilarious with Huntress. I was laughing so much with her. Um but when it came to Black Mass, it I felt like they just robbed that character of like, um, like any legitimacy, and it kind of annoyed me. But that's, but see, that's I, how I felt I, about I Huntress. Like, that, oh my I, gosh, I guess, <laughs> especially with her backstory, her whole family's murdered in front of her. She's raised by like assassins, and then she comes out like that. No, thank you. Like that's not plausible. I don't. Think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's honestly that's part of the reason that I liked her is because she's not like super cool uh assassin lady. Like she obviously has the skills to back it up, but it just kind of shows you that she has been raised basically in isolation. Like she's been raised with one goal in mind and now she's in the world and she doesn't really know how to interact she has no interpersonal of... skills or anything and right. it's just like her entire character is just an assassin and that's it and it's i i thought it was great i loved it well i'm glad you guys enjoyed it that was like my for sure download of this movie like i just could not stand <laughs> any minute that she was on the screen i was like oh my gosh which is really weird because i'm usually the one that hates cringe you know yeah that's yeah you are like you guys have seen me in um what was that movie we watched um with John Cena and um the parents and the prom yeah i, oh, I don't remember what, yeah <laughs> cockblockers that's what it was you guys watched me physically squirm in my seat when yeah, we yeah <laughs> it was that, oh, that cringe is different that was though. So like funny. it's a different kind of cringe like, it is a different cringe but it, i just think it's funny that um, I'm normally the one that doesn't like cringe, and I love this, and you hated it. So it, oh, it's yeah. just interesting. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just thinking of scenes from that movie. I saw that twice that weekend. Oh my god! I saw I it. Hated it. I saw it with some football <laughs> friends, and then I was like, "All right, guys, we're gonna watch this movie." <laughs> we went. I went again, and I knew all the scenes that were coming up, and I was just. I made sure to sit next to Brandon so I could watch his reactions, yeah. and it was so good. I feel like my reactions were more funny than that actual movie. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, that movie was I laughed pretty great. hard at that movie. That's like your perfect but, just like college 
friends go out and watch a dumb movie. Yeah, like, no, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Literally. It was funny. I just, I just can't handle that cringe. Like, it took me forever to like be able to sit down and just enjoy The Office. Like, I've had to build up an immunity to cringe. Um, <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I want to talk about uh, Black Mask. Um, and just how this movie just wasted Ewan McGregor. Did you guys feel that way? Like, uh, not really. I felt like <sighs> it was good. I do think it was a little weird just because he started it. I think it just gave him more depth. And I think honestly, that's part of what they were trying to do with this whole movie is keep it lighter because, um, I think they were trying to keep it a little Deadpool-esque, but I think what makes Deadpool good is that he is taking it light and everybody else around him is very serious about it. What happened in this movie is Harley Quinn's taking it pretty light and like Huntress is taking it relatively light and Black Mask, I feel like, starts out pretty serious and then his character gets lighter and more just kind of weird um so i think that's what happened is the the whole thing just felt a little off for like what was happening the jokes weren't like because the jokes weren't landing it didn't feel it just felt like there was a lot of cursing and violence and also they were trying to make you laugh so yeah that that's what i thought (laughs) Kyle, do you have anything to say before I, I rip apart Black Mask? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess I don't really know much about him as far as comic books go. So, like, his character, like, I, I mean, I thought it worked for the movie. I, and I think, I yeah, I think Ian McGregor, like, I feel like he showed a good amount of, like, range in this movie. I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed how he was expressing his emotions and stuff. And, like, he's kind of a creepy weirdo. And I, I think he played it well. Um, I yeah. think... No, I agree. He he played what they gave him well, but I don't think it necessarily needed to be Ian McGregor to be able to do that. I mean, um, well, Mc- you say you talk about Ian McGregor like he's in a bunch of really good movies, but like, what has he done that you know besides Obi Wan? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He I don't was know. In Men Who Stare at Goats. I've never. Even he was in Robots. Oh, that's a good movie. That was a good movie. <laughs> but like, other yeah, than that, like I, I I'm really looking at his like, movie list, and I like don't even recognize like ninety percent of these. So, oh, he was in Moulin Rouge. Interesting. He was in Don't Sleep just recently. Was that Doctor Sleep? Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Um, yeah, he was in. He was in Christopher out. Robin. I. He was in Beauty and the Beast. I really like Ewan McGregor as an actor. He's one of my favorites, to be honest. And I don't. I think. I don't necessarily... I think they wasted him in this. And um, as far as, like, Black Mask goes, like like Kyle said, I'm not an expert either in uh, the comics origins of Black Mask. I know a little bit. Um, but one of the things they majorly changed, um, which I don't think, and I tried to look up, I couldn't find any, like, similarities between this and the comics. It was just how misogynistic he was. Um, and I felt like they just wanted a misogynistic villain for the sake of like a girl power movie. And yeah. 
Um, I did feel that too. Like when he, uh, when when Harley Quinn like going through people is like you reason uh, or grievance is whatever. Yeah, and like one of them, one of them was like being having because a she has a vagina, yeah. and I was like, I mean, he can be a bad guy without without being like that too, but also bad guys are that way so whatever <laughs> i don't know it, it kind of annoyed me um and i can't find any relation to that in the comics um i don't know it just felt like that there was no motive and the villains were kind of silly and there wasn't really there wasn't a lot of complicated or heavy plot that was driving this story from the villain's perspective and i thought that it was just a waste so, I I do uh, agree with what you're saying as far as that goes, but also like when I'm going to see a movie that's like mainly focused around Harley Quinn, I'm kind of expecting a very like you know lighthearted type of movie, like very little plot because Harley Quinn is very much so not the one to like. I don't know from everything I know about Harley Quinn. You know she's just kind of really crazy, <laughs> so that's what I was expecting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're wrong, but I think you can still have a not necessarily complicated but like a villain that has some sort of depth other than he Oh, hates right. Him. Yeah, no. I I said I agreed with you. I, I was just not really expecting anything else okay. going into this movie. Is what I was trying to say. Okay. I okay. I understand that then. Do we want to um, jump into upvotes downvotes? Do you guys have other other topics yeah, to let's, talk about? Yeah, we can Yeah, upvotes downvotes. Upvotes and downvotes. Um, I feel like I need like an intro theme to like play. Upvotes. Done. Did it. That's perfect. That's great. We're going to use that every single time. I'm going to add some voice modifiers to make it sound great. Good. So my downvote, or I guess my upvote, my upvote first, Margot Robbie. Uh, she did a great job embodying, I feel like, the spirit of Harley Quinn in the comics. Um, I know that's kind of a a general liking of this movie, but I didn't. There wasn't a whole lot that I I found appealing about this movie besides her character, um, which I thought so, was sad. So that was that was enough to give it a what did you give it like a six point seven five or something? Yeah interesting. Yeah, I mean, I thought she did a good job. I just don't think the movie around her did a good job. And I feel like you have to have more than just a good main character in order to get a good movie review. Right. But I'm saying like a 6.75 isn't like, like out of 10, it's not the worst movie review, I guess. I I, I think I'm very generous with my movie reviews. And there, there, there are other things that I like, just not as much as her. Like I thought right, the, right, right. the, the colors that they used throughout the movie was very vibrant. Like the whole scene with uh, her going through the police station and all the smoke and, I thought that that was yeah, really cool. I and, thought that was um, really cool too. Visually pleasing, but I still think that just her embodiment of Harley, um, I thought it was pretty good. And then the thing I hated the most, I've already talked about it, is just Black Mask not being an interesting villain at all. Um, so, doesn't mind. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, so my upvote's kind of similar. I. I think I already said it, but really just the interaction between the little girl and Harley Quinn. I thought that was a really good 
relationship on screen and like that was just fun to watch and hang out with them as they were doing stuff um downvote would definitely just be like like how all the like i appreciate you know the female empowerment whatever but like if you're gonna do it at least like write it really good because at the end when all the girls were together and there was just so much that was just so poorly written like the action scenes were super cool but like dialogue and stuff i just thought was so poor near the end and it like just totally fell flat um and yeah the huntress whatever crossbow cringe as i like to call her just really threw me off (laughs) (laughs) um I I have a couple upvotes. Nope, nope, one, you get one. You have to pick your the, favorite. Uh, the more important one <laughs> is I thought the uh, the Harley Quinn character was interesting because she was doing a lot of stuff that was you know crazy and stupid and weird, but also there were moments where she would start to like psychoanalyze people, and um, I thought it was actually really interesting because she. Like she mentions it a couple times, actually. She's like, I have a PhD. Uh, so she, she obviously is not an idiot. Um, she's just crazy is the, is the main thing. So I, yeah. I really like that. Um, plus I did think it was cool when, uh, I just appreciated when the cop is her name Reyes. I don't know when the cop got shot at the end and she was wearing the bulletproof thing. Um, she when she got shot she was still like laying down and it still hurt a lot and i was like thank you because most movies if people get shot and they're wearing a bulletproof vest they're like i'm fine but bulletproof vest will still like they'll stop a bullet but you'll break your ribs and have a lot of internal bleeding and it still sucks to get shot with so there's that i i say uh i don't know downvote I had, I don't know if I have a specific thing. I guess a lot of the jokes fell flat. And I do agree with Kyle that I've, you know, like, that's awesome female empowerment. Like, yeah, do that, but do it well. And I felt a little like, uh, towards the end, it felt a little like that scene in, do you remember in Endgame where it was all the, female superheroes were fighting in that trench and uh-huh. um i don't know like the theater that you were in but the theater that i was in uh they started they they started fighting and people were like yeah like literally started cheering and i was like oh that's cool and then i thought about it for a second i was like that's actually super pandering just to for marvel to be like all right we're gonna put all these female superheroes together <laughs> and they're gonna fight and people are gonna cheer because yay girls and instead of you know giving them some kind of like dialogue together or you know instead of more character development it's just girls kicking people's butts which is you know that was also cool but i don't know it felt a little pandering and weird to me but that's just me yeah no i agree all right well I think that uh, that about wraps it up for the uh, movie review. Are we uh, we down to start movie news with uh, Kyle's uh, rant about AMC Stubbs? Yes. Can I yes. can I take a guess go as to what it, it is? Can I take a guess? Uh, go for it. Go ahead. You might nail okay. it. Okay. 
Um, I actually don't know. I've never had stubs, so I, I, uh, I'm just throwing a shot in the dark. So let me guess. I know you've talked about you having to cancel your AMC um, membership. And so my guess is that they make it extremely difficult and annoying to cancel, um, kind of like a gym membership. Am I right? Yes. Nailed it. It Really? Yes. So (laughs) this is just like so slimy of business practice. I think Apple does the same thing and it just bothers me to no end. So literally like I have my app and like, you know, February is coming up. There's literally no movies I want to see in February. And that's aside from this one, which I get billed on the the 8th, which is today. So I wanted to cancel it yesterday after I saw the movie so that I don't have to pay $25 to not see a movie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So anyway. Wait, yours is $25? No, it's like 20 something. It's like 22 maybe. And yeah, it, mine, it started out the first year. Mine was 1995. And then it, after a year, it went up to like 21.95 but anyway continue yeah so whatever it is 20 22 dollars 25 i just rounded up whatever but anyway yeah so i get on my app and i'm like trying to find out where i can cancel my subscription and there's a screen that says manage your subscription so i'm like well it makes sense to be there so i go into that and it literally just gives me because with a list you have like three different options you can see it in just a few states a few more states or like basically all the states because it's probably more expensive in some more states. I don't know how it all works, but there's like a few different prices you can choose from that get you different states. Um, but anyway, yeah. So like it just gave me the option to choose between those three. There was no canceling. And so looked around for like five minutes. Finally, I get online, try to find it. Like, cause some places you can't cancel it on the app. You have to do it online. Okay. That's fine. Like, so I go online I look, it's the same thing online. So I literally had to Google how to cancel my AMC A-list subscription because I could not find it anywhere. And then it brings me to this website and it's like the FAQs and they're like, okay, you can either submit a question or like talk to somebody here and they give a link to go, you know, submit something to AMC saying you want to cancel it or you call a number. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll just call a number. It'll probably be quick. I clicked the number on the screen. It said, this number is not available in your local area. I literally couldn't even call the number. <laughs> what? So now I'm like so ticked. And I was trying to do this before the movie started. I spent like 15 minutes. I was like, frick, I got to go. So I left, went, saw the movie, came back. And and I was going to do it at the AMC, but I couldn't find it. Like a lot of AMCs have a customer service place. I just couldn't find it in that theater. So I was like, okay, I'll just figure out at home. So I went home. Same thing. So I finally go online. I find a different number to call. I call the number and then it's like, um, you know, click here if you'd like to learn more or do something with AMC A-List. So I click there and it just reads me like a two-minute thing about A-List and doesn't give me any other options. And <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, my god! So finally, I go into a different menu option on the phone and it's like, enter your, you know, Stubbs number. So I do that. And literally, it says, press one to manage your subscription or learn more about A-List. And I click one, and it reads me the same exact two-minute spiel on what A-List is. Doesn't even give me any option to manage my subscription. So, that was a lie right off the bat. And so, finally, I, like, (laughs) go through a couple other menu options, and I finally find the one that's, like, it's just a general, like, managed subscriptions or something. I don't remember what it's called. But I go in there, and they're, like... 
you can just type in your mobile number and we'll send you a text on where to go and it'll be much faster than anything else. So I do that and they text me and it just brings me back to something where I have to go talk to some representative on AMC and cancel it. Oh my gosh, I was so annoyed. And I was like, it took me a half hour to cancel my subscription. And I was like, this is the most slimy business practice I've like been a part of. That and yeah. like, Apple does the same thing. I subscribe to their like, you know, 99 cent cloud expansion, like 50 gigs or whatever, but I don't have an iPhone anymore, so I don't need that anymore. So I, this is the same thing happened. I go on Apple's website and it gives me some user interface and it's like, oh, well, to cancel your subscription, you actually have to download the iCloud desktop application and I download the application and it is 100% the same exact thing as the online user interface, except one more option to cancel your thing. And I was like, <laughs> that is just so slimy. It's like they make me download a whole application just to cancel the subscription. So, yeah, they're that's, just hoping that's that my uh, rant. it's like, just too much work for you. So, you uh, just decide to keep it instead. Yeah, and like AMC also does a thing where if you cancel it, you know, you can't renew it until six months or whatever. And I was like, after this, like, I don't know if I'm going back to A-list because like that was just so slimy. Ooh. So, we'll see. Wow. Yeah, I was just... I think you've just convinced me to continue to use it. And that's the problem. I, like, that's like, like... have kids. <laughs> that's the slimy part of it is that that's what they're doing. And I feel like that shouldn't be allowed for business practice. And I don't know. I'd like to look into it, but I probably won't end up actually looking into it. So, if there's any lawyers yeah, out there. Yeah, movie... <laughs> movie Pass should have taken uh, some notes on uh, AMC and maybe they'd still be in business. <laughs> right. Like, please go to our on-site location in New York uh, in order yeah, to cancel right? your subscription. <laughs> That's basically, like, what I felt like I was going to have to do. I was, like, I was ready for it to tell me, you have to go into a theater to cancel it. Like, I was waiting for it. I was, like, because that's honestly the next step. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my I gosh. was so annoyed. I was just ranting to my wife last night about this whole process because I was just so upset about it. Yeah. No, I, I can imagine. So um, that's your AMC A-list rant with Kyle. Hope you all enjoyed. So watch out if you're uh, looking to get the uh, AMC stubs. And I was thinking about doing it, but uh, I don't know anymore. I mean, here's the Seems thing. If you see a bunch of movies a month, it's still worth it. It's just very slimy business practice. So, Oh, I'm going to rant real quick. Um, so, Go for it. So I went to see this movie, and I went to a movie theater pub which i've never been to i just was like oh here's a show time that i can go to click buy the ticket i didn't know that there's movie theaters where you just have tables and chairs and you're eating meals while you're watching the movie yeah dude i huh. i hated that so much <laughs> because people are talking people are munching on food you have waiters and waitresses coming up asking if you want to order anything or if you're all good if you need refills and i'm just like i'm trying to watch a movie and uh it is bothering me so much and That's the funny. chairs <laughs> were not comfy at all and oh gosh i will never go back to this theater I will never. Yeah, you definitely and... like. Well, so <laughs> that sounds that sounds really cool for a movie that I have seen before. Yes, see, and like you're I, going with a large group of friends. I see. I think you know. Right. Um, I think this is the kind of movie that I would want to go see 
with like that setting because i i knew about those movie theaters i've never been to one but like i know they exist i know what they are um i've never went because i just feel like their food's probably super overpriced but like if i'm gonna go see a movie in one of those settings i'm gonna go see like just some random action movie or some like comedy movie so like this fits that bill in my opinion (laughs) i feel like fast and the furious one of the Fast and the Furious movies would be the perfect movie oh, to go 100%. see. Oh, Yes, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but it also, I feel like it needs. You don't want to go see that with like just you and your wife. You want to go with like a bunch of like friends, you know? Right. Yeah. Like right. A, just a bunch of a big group of people. Like then, I think it's a good environment. But oh, um, there's just chairs obstructing the screen. There is. Oh, guys. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> um, but anyways. Um, after the movie, um, we uh, we're walking out, and I see someone in front of us point to a poster, and they're pointing to Ian McGregor, and they're just like, "Oh, this guy was so good in the movie. I recognize him, but I have no clue what else he's in." And I like just face palms, and I'm just like, you don't... <laughs> "What? <laughs> how do you?" Oh, and I understand not everyone like knows actors, but how do you not recognize Obi Wan Kenobi? Like, I don't, I don't know. I no. mean. It- some right, people right are not over. diehard Star Wars fans. <laughs> like half the people I work with haven't seen Star Wars, so that wouldn't really surprise me that much. It you work with a bunch of engineers. How is that possible? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> You'd think. What? You'd think. <laughs> I guess we can uh get into since we are in movie news. Movie Pass are basically the founder of this podcast. Um yeah, <laughs> is pretty much is no longer in business. Um, I I have to to credit MoviePass with a lot of my love for the movie theater. Um, because I never really went to the movie theater just because I thought it was just kind of either a waste of money or it's just, it's just too expensive. Um, and I just could would just wait for it on streaming services. Um. But you guys convinced me to get it all the way back in 2016, and uh, yep, that set us on a course that uh, has now led to this podcast. So we'll uh, we'll play pay our respects, everyone. Put F in the chat, and um, <laughs> we'll play some some music right here. Moment of silence. <laughs> Um, silently, you were laughing. Jeez, disrespectful. Here, I can I can make the silence last longer. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just come back. Why is the Why is the podcast two hours long? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we uh, <laughs> another thing that has gone with Movie Pass is my ten dollars. I invested $10 when their stock plummeted <laughs> to 10 cents and I invested $10 and that is that is gone. So I was hoping at some point MoviePass would die and then the parent company would like go back up to its normal price and then maybe I'd get like a couple hundred bucks from that. But no, the whole the whole company's gone. Um <laughs> Everything is gone. Everything. Yeah, they. Just I wonder what happened. Not Did you... very smart businessmen, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I I'm Nothing excited. On paper works with Movie Pass, but <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Um, and I've looked up some things um about it, and it's 
really fishy, dude. Like, I'm waiting for, like, the Netflix special on MoviePass, like they did with the the Fire Club. Like Fire Festival. Did you guys ever yeah. watch that? Uh-huh. that? I never watched it, but yeah. It was pretty good. Um, I, I, That's what I'm waiting for. Um, Because, like, I was looking into some of the things that they were doing. They were, like, deactivating accounts when, like, Mission Impossible Fallout came out. Like, any active accounts, like, you just couldn't use the, uh, the MoviePass app. Um, but like, if you were a not active user, your app was just fine. Um, fishy things like that, like reactivating deactivated accounts, um, on their subscription based service plan again. Like there's a lot of like illegal things that this company did. I feel like, and (laughs) oh man, did you guys ever hear about, um, the movie pass dog? No. Uh, they they created a mascot. I forget I forget the dog's name, but basically they they titled it like the CEO of marketing. Um <laughs> <laughs> So I want to know the real the real question is what happened to the dog? It's probably in a kennel somewhere. This poor dog. That's that's true. <laughs> she went to the top of the CEO of marketing all the way down to a kennel like this poor dog. Like <laughs> Yeah, talk that's, about a tragic rise and I'm fall. I'm sure. Story. I'm sure the dog is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it probably some one of the owners probably the, has him. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if you know much about like how the whole movie pass thing worked, but basically they just did like um the whole ten dollars a month or whatever it was or however it ended up being when like we got it was only supposed to be like a very short promotional period, but then numbers like jumped up so much so many people subscribed that like the ceo or the people ahead of it were like we have to keep it like this so many people are buying it like we're gonna make so much money and all of like the accountants and and people and they were like this is not sustainable like you're literally gonna go bankrupt if you keep doing this but they're like did not listen to anyone and kept it at the ten dollars and that's like (laughs) it'll be fine yeah (laughs) that's like one of the huge reasons they went under is just because like they're like oh my gosh like so many people got it during our promotional period. We have to keep it at this price. And then everyone was like, it's not going to work. Don't do it. And they just didn't listen. Stop. <laughs> yeah. I got it for, it was like $8. It was $8 a month. I had to pay it all up front, but I paid. Yeah, we did. The it was year like $89.95 yeah, for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And I abused the crap out of that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. I saw multiple yeah, movies, the yeah. same movie multiple times. Like I, yeah, I, yeah. We, we are, are definitely the part re- of the reason. That yes. Is <laughs> oh man, and that's even, who they pitched like, it to. So, right, and well, it's even because we, like, we only really used it for maybe five or six months out yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, think true. of what would have happened if we if we were actually able. Um, cause I think by that time, like by the time I was graduating, they were starting to really, or not graduating, but by the time, uh, junior year was like ending, they were mm-hmm. really starting to be like, all right, we can't, yeah. we can't be doing this anymore. And they started putting a lot of limits on yep. it and blocking stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I, I think so I had it there for were, under a year and I, definitely saw over 30 movies with it so like oh yeah absolutely you know yep even if even if i had it for a whole year that times you know ten dollars a month that's what 120 dollars and if i saw 30 movies that's like 
probably over $300. So I definitely saved a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I calculated, I netted like $300 yeah. or $350 or something <laughs> from them. That's insane. Because, yeah. And I spent, uh, I think it was like, I did a whole project about it in uh, for one of my for one of my business classes for like data management or whatever. Um, but I I calculated I ended up spending I think it was like maybe it was like four consecutive days or something in a movie theater because of how many movies I watched. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, it was great. But uh, but yeah, RIP Movie Pass. I'd like to end this episode by saying our name and answering the question: If you could have any non-conventional pet, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. My name's Davis, and if I could have any non-conventional pet, I would have a grizzly bear. I knew it. I knew. It. Actually, I thought it was gonna be a polar bear, but I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um. My name is Brandon, and if I could have any non-conventional pet, it would be a um, a Komodo dragon attack pet, like a, a guard, a, a, a guard Komodo dragon, whatever, like a guard dog, but it's a Komodo dragon. All right, my name is Kyle, and if I could have any unconventional pet, probably be a mountain lion. Ooh, Ooh. that'd be so sick! Dang, so much for cats being evil. I mean, they are, but if it's on my side, we're good. Things mountain lions kill. Yeah, but my you you guys call my cat evil all the time. Yeah, because it's evil. It doesn't kill anything. Uh, Kyle's Kyle's pet. Kyle's pet would kill everything. No, I would have except Kyle. It'd be my pet. It'd be my pet. So how is so how is that different? How is that different than my cat friend that I could give hugs? No, but I'm just I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy between Kyle saying that my cat is evil every time I send a photo, and him wanting a mountain lion. I feel like house cats and mountain lions. I think he just he recognizes he recognizes that cats in general are the spawn of Satan and therefore <laughs> why like if you needed an attack animal why not have a literal demon on your side Boom. to attack people then just get a cat no cats are evil oh my gosh <laughs> you said <All> unconventional right. <laughs> we're ending the episode pet. we're done goodbye we have no idea we have no idea what their demeanor is in the household okay <laughs> All right. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Peace Goodbye. out. Bye. Ba doo ba doo 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 ba doo 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 doo. Upvotes.